The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory to God. Is someone ready for God's word? Amen. The Bible says that the entrance of God's word brings light. It brings understanding. And I trust God that he's going to be bringing healing. He's going to be bringing direction. He's going to be bringing wisdom. He's going to be bringing instruction around the next step that you need to move you forward. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Glory to God. And so we've been looking at the subject, Maximized Living. And I'm going to continue along those lines um, this morning. Maximized living. What does it mean to maximize something? Amen. To make something as great in amount, size, or importance as possible. To make something as big as possible, to make something as great as possible, to make something as important as possible, to extend to the limits of its capacity. Amen. It means to be the best version of you there possibly can be. The best of you there possibly can be. And it means to live the best life that you can possibly live. I'm sure every single person desires that this morning, don't you? You want to have the best version of you. You want to live the best life possible. And that is God's dream. That's God's will for every one of us as his sons and daughters. It's something that he makes clear in his word. Jesus Christ said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Glory to God. And you know, living a maximized life takes continuous improvement it means continuous development it means transformation from one level to another to another to the next to the greater amen it's a lifestyle of just getting better and better amen you know one thing about God is that you can never ever exhaust the capacity of God and God has created you and I as his sons and daughters in that same image as God is, so are we in this world. Amen. And if there's no limit to God, you know, like we sang this morning, that the greater one dwells within us. Amen. And so whatever, whatever level you, you are in life, there's always something greater that the greater one on your inside can bring you into. Glory to God. When we look at, I mean, in this world, we have people that develop applications and software. Amen. And sometimes, you know, you have a breakthrough software that can do many things, you know, that never had been able, you know, to be done prior to that time. And they release one version. But the next year, they release, maybe they re at the onset, they release version 1.0. The next year, they're releasing version 1.2. Amen. And the version 1.2, you know, can do more things, you know, than, you know, the initial version could have done. It fixes bugs that maybe were in an earlier version. And you will think that that's the end of it, but, you know, they keep transforming and releasing things, you know, that are better and better and better. Amen. Glory to God. I mean, I have a phone, Samsung. The model is Galaxy S6. After S6, there was X7, there was S8, there was S9, 
And I'm looking forward to get the S10 because that's the best there is today. Amen. And so it's the same thing about you. I mean, you need to be asking yourself, is there something better about me? Is there a better version of me that I need to know, I need to discover, that the world needs to experience? Amen. Because God is not sitting on the throne idol. Glory to God. There are people in the world that are not sitting idle. And so it should be a quest for every single one of us. How do I maximize myself? How do I ensure that I'm living the best life that I can possibly live? And the reality is that today you might be living the best life that you can possibly live. Once upon a time, our, our parents that were driving Volkswagen... B2. In their minds, you know, they thought that uh, uh, that was the best, you know, that could ever be. I mean, the best car at that time could have been, you know, Volkswagen Beetle. But so many years have gone, you, you know, and, and things have changed. And if you're driving a Beetle on the road today, you, I mean, you'll find people taking a second look at you. Hello, in this world and generation. Ijapa. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And so you need to, you know, keep exploring, keep discovering. There are things that you are yet to discover about yourself. There are things that God is willing to reveal to you about yourself that are not even only for your own benefit, but things that the world needs to benefit from. God has given you as a seed unto this world and generation. And so it applies to every area of your life. Maybe today you are earning one million naira a month. You should be asking yourself, is there more that I can earn? Is there more money to be made? Maybe today all you're giving is, is um, 500,000. You should be asking yourself, can I give more than this? Can I give more than this? The Bible talks about um, 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 Solomon and David that, you know, when they gave to God, you know, they gave wealth into God's kingdom. They gave wealth, that, I mean, such wealth that the world has never seen into God's kingdom. And I tell you that all that wealth hasn't gone anywhere. It's still here on the earth. And so is there more that I can give to God? Is there a greater level of service that I can give, that I can demonstrate in God's house? I'm serving in this capacity today. Is there more I can do? Are there more responsibilities that I can take on to myself? Amen. Can I impact people beyond my family? Can I begin to start impacting my community? Can I start begin to start impacting my nation? Can I begin to start impacting my world? Amen. And so God wants you to continue to increase your sphere of influence. To keep maximizing everything that he has given you and all that he has placed on your inside. Hallelujah. Now when we talk about maximized living... It doesn't necessarily mean a life devoid of challenges. It doesn't necessarily mean that life is going to be a bed of roses, like people you know, um, um, talk about. Glory to God. There are challenges that are going to come your way. There are difficulties that are going to come your way. And one thing that you must realize and understand is that many times, those difficulties and those challenges are opportunities to stretch beyond our limits. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.12, and I'm reading the message translation. It says, friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. 
This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. This is a refining process with glory just around the corner. So sometimes the challenges that we experience are really, really an opportunity in disguise to show you that there is something about you that is yet to be revealed. There's something, I mean, when you solve this problem, when you overcome this pro- um, 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 challenge, you realize that you have gone on to a new level. Amen. That there are things that you could account that you eventually accomplish that you never knew you could you would have been able to accomplish if that problem did not arise. People that make discoveries in this world are people that are that that are that go about you know looking for solutions. I mean, they see a problem and they want to fix the problem and they give their life to ensuring that they find a solution to that problem. And after the solution is released, then the world begins to celebrate them. Glory to God. And so when we find ourselves in in situations that are not convenient, situations that are difficult, situations that it seems that you don't know what to do, take it as an opportunity that I'm extending my capability. Amen. I'm being refined. I'm being trained. I'm being tuned by God because God is taking me higher in life. Because God is releasing a maximum level that I didn't know existed up till now. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, it's making you a better person. It's making you a stronger person. It's making you a more resilient person. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, the, 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 the higher your level in life, the bigger the problems you will encounter. You know, you might have heard the story of two people that went to church, you know, that were praying. One man was asking for God, if only I can get 1,000 naira, you know, to feed my family for the next one week, I'll be fine. And the other person was praying, God, if only I can get 1 million naira to fix my business problem, I'll be fine. And when the one million man with the one million naira problem had the man with the one thousand naira problem praying, he tapped him. Okay, I'll give you the one thousand naira, please. Don't disturb God. Let God, you know. <laughs> My problem is bigger than your own. I will solve your problem. And the one thousand naira man, his prayer got answered, one way or the other. Praise God. Glory to God. So, so, so Peter was saying that that you should never ever jump to the conclusion that God has gone on vacation, that God is no more on the throne because you're going through hard times. And you know, at the same time, you should never ever jump to the conclusion that, oh, the devil is at it again. We know many things are caused by the devil, but we know that there are things that are, the Nirvana we call, are for warfare. Thank you. And many times we're sitting there, oh, the devil did this, you know, the devil did that, and the devil is wondering, but I didn't do that one now. Amen. So it's very easy to look for someone to blame for our troubles. Oh, it's my boss at work. My boss doesn't like me and that's why my boss is antagonizing me. Oh, my parents. If only my parents gave me a better background than I have. If only they brought me up in a better way you know, than I was brought up, I won't be where I am today. Amen. So it's very easy to blame people and things around us for problems. But the reality is that it's only when you decide to take a step 
out of that issue. It's only when you decide that I'm going to do something about the situation I find myself in. That's the only way that you are going to get out of it. So it doesn't matter what the source of the problem is. And you will only be wasting time if all you spend time you know, doing is, is looking for who to blame. Amen. The person that you are blaming, the person is not going to get you out of that problem. So the earlier you started working yourself out of that issue, the better for you and the better you will become and the stronger you will become. Amen. So there are times that in our lives that yes, problems are a result of, you know, the impact that other people have had in our lives. But ultimately, you are the one going to make a call that I'm going to get out of this issue. I'm not going to allow this to slow me down. I'm not going to allow this to stop me from maximizing myself. I'm not going to allow this to be a limiting factor in my life. There are people that have come from extremely humble backgrounds and they were able to break out of those limitations and to become great and mighty men that we celebrate today. So your case should not be different. Glory to God. You know, God was, the Bible tells us in Genesis 27, 40, speaking about Esau. It says, by your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So there were things that Esau did. He made a mistake. He sold his birthright. Oh, his brother took advantage of him and eventually deceived him and took away the blessing. And God told him, Esau, your brother has taken away your blessing. Amen. He's, he's taken away the best that there was. And you will continue to serve your brother. But when you become restless, you know, that, that's that thing that was hanging over your head. You will break it out and then you will become, you know, maximized. You will live life to your fullest. Amen. So that is the situation you find yourself in, but you can decide that I don't want this anymore. And I'm going to break out of this limiting factor that I've experienced so far. Glory to Jesus. So I'm going to talk about a few things this morning that, you know, we need, you know, to be aware of if we want to live a maximized life. If you want to have the best version of your, if you want to have the best version of yourself that there could be, that, that, that you could possibly be. Understand your path and stay on your path. Understand your path and stay on your path. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, as it is, the message translation, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. The Bible says somewhere else that I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a hope and a future to bring you to an expected end. Not everybody in this world is called to be a businessman. If everybody was a businessman in this world, where would be the fashion designers? Where will be the cooks? Where will be the teachers? Where will be the cleaners? Not everybody is called to be a pastor. If everybody was a pastor, you know. <laughs> Amen. And so you need to understand, you know, many times, you know, we have people share their, their stories and we get inspired. And yes, you should get inspired, you know, 
by the experiences of people around you. But the fact that you get inspired by someone does not mean that you should automatically abandon your own path, abandon your own journey, and you start to pursue another man's journey. You are only going to to be able to maximize yourself when you discover your path, when you discover, you know, God's plan for your life, and you stay in that place that place of God's plan. Because when you are in God's path, you can expect that all the help of God will be available. That all the support of God will be available. You can understand that, you know, God's thoughts towards you as you are walking along that path are the thoughts that are going to ensure that you become the best version of you there can possibly be. You know, many people get into frustration because they are trying to be like every other person and they have forgotten their own uniqueness. God has placed everyone in the body as he seems deemed, as he deems it fit. As he deems it fit. And that's why there's variety. That's why there's variety. Glory to God. So if you are running someone else's race, you will get worn out and you will get frustrated in life. And so if you discover that, you know, you keep getting frustrated along your path, you know, you need to ask yourself, I mean, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this the direction that God is leading me? Is this a project that God has asked me to embark upon? Is this what God has called me to do? And the best time to retrace your steps will be now. The earlier, the better. Amen. Because the more time you spend on another man's path, you're just going to increase your level of frustration and reduce the maximum satisfaction that you can get when you're in your own place. The Bible says that they that were planted in the courts of our God shall flourish therein. Shall flourish therein. There's a place that God has ordained where you can be fully maximized. Where you can experience the best of yourself. Where people around you can be blessed because they are, being, they are, they are, part, they are partaking of the uniqueness that you are bringing to this world. But only when you learn to stay on your path. Glory to God. And that's why consecration to God is extremely, extremely important. Because he knows the beginning from the end. He's the one that, I mean, when we realize that we are are the handiwork of God, you didn't just bring yourself to this earth. You didn't just create create yourself. Someone made you and someone had something in mind when he made you. So if you understand that, you know, I'm not on earth just because I felt like coming. My parents, you know, felt like having a baby, but there was a greater cause. There was a greater cause, you know, beyond anyone, what anyone could think of. And if you understand that, you know, I need to be connected to that greater cause. I need to pursue that greater cause. I need to run, begin to run along the path of that greater cause. Then you can begin to unfold and to discover yourself, to maximize your life, to live in peace, to live in happiness, to live in fulfillment. Because you are where your maker has ordained for you to be. Number two, locate the right environment for you. Locate the right environment for you. You are a seed that God has given to this world. And that seed needs to grow. That seed needs to develop. That seed needs to reproduce. How many of us know that there are different kinds of seeds that you would find in this world? 
And those seeds cannot necessarily grow on the same kind of soil. We were taught in, um, what subject? Was it geography? That there are four different kinds of soil. A Greek, thank you. There's, there's sandy soil, there's loamy soil, there's clay soil. Loamy, yes, and there's one more. Sorry? Okay, ideas need. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but to realize that, you know, there, there, there are different kinds of seeds that need a particular kind of soil to bring out the best in them. Now, at, when we were in primary school, you know, many of us did this experiment where they ask you to take some seeds and put in a small tin and put some soil. And after a couple of days, the seed begins to germinate. That seed can germinate for a couple of days, but if you want to bring out the best in that seed, you will ultimately have to transfer that seed from that small tin into a much larger environment for that seed to have expression. If not, you are just going to kill that seed. So environment, if you understand that you are a seed, your environment is extremely important. Glory to God. So you need to place yourself in an environment where you can grow, where you can, you can, you can, you can develop. Amen. Where your capabilities can be explored. The Bible says, I'll read from Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 verse 2. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Amen. So many times if you want to expand... If you want to increase, you need to, 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 like the Bible says, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge your environment. You know, someone, a couple of weeks ago, you know, someone was, you know, um, telling me what happened to her. I mean, this is a lady, she had been looking for a job for a long time, and, all, and she took time to develop herself. She t went on programs, she went on courses, and she eventually got a job in um, a large organization. But because she didn't have a lot of experience, the level that she was given was a, a level that was much lower than what you know, she, would, she would expect. But she looked at the place, said, you know, I like the environment. It gives me an opportunity to, you know, to learn. Even though it seems I'm reporting to people who ultimately you know, would be, should have been my peers. You know? I'm ready to go through it because I know that um, ultimately if I spend one year, two years in this place, I'm going to become a much better person and I'm going to acquire the skills that I want. And so she was there for a couple of months. But after a while, they had to, to let her go because she was on a probationary, probation period. You know, and they couldn't find a place that was appropriate for her level. And so they let her go. And while she was there, you know, she met I mean, one of the jobs that she did was with a certain man who had a business. And she approached the man and told the man that I'm looking for an opportunity. And the man took advantage of it. You know, he gave her a job. Now, that job was paying her the same thing she was earning, you know, at, at you know, the other company. But she said the first time she got into the office, you know, it was as if she was a, you know, like they say, in the, eye, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, you know. She discovered that she was the highest, you know, she was the person earning the highest salary, you know, 
the I mean the place was not had no no comparison you know with with what she wanted you know there was absolutely not nothing that she could learn you know from that place you know the only benefits you know that she would have had from that environment was okay I'm still getting you know the same money I was I was getting in the same organization and she said she went there for a few weeks and you know she told herself I'm better off sitting down at home and you know doing full time job search. Because she looked at the environment, you know, the environment was not, was not conducive. Even the restroom was horrible, you know, so bad. I told herself that, no, I'm not being stretched here in any way. I'd rather take the sacrifice and lose the money, you know, I'm getting there. Even though I need that money, I know, go and look for what exactly I want. Where I know that I can get developed. Where I know that I can be challenged. Where I know that, you know, there is always something greater to achieve. And she left the place. So she paid the sacrifice because, you know, she felt that, you know, that environment was not conducive for her to develop. And, you know, many times we would have to make those sacrifices at times. You know, money is not all there is. Money is not everything there is in life. Are you being maximized? Is this all that can come out of you? These are questions that you need to keep asking yourself. Where I find my play, myself today, you know, am I, am I being challenged? And sometimes, you know, so it, it might, many, sometimes it might, seem, it might mean for someone that someone needs to relocate from Nigeria to USA. It might also mean that someone needs to relocate from USA to Nigeria. Because the solution to carry, the American people don't need it. It's the Nigerian people that need it. Amen. So you need to keep asking yourself that, you know, how do I get better? Where I find myself today, is this place helping me? And if it's not helping me, my brother, my sister, it's time to relocate. It's time to seek new company. It's time to seek new challenges because that's when you can be maximized. When life just remains at the same level and you are just coasting, day in, day out, nothing new, no challenges, there's not, nothing greater that you are seeking to anticipate. There's no motivation, you know, to place a demand on yourself. There is no motivation, motivation to get out, to learn new skills. There's no motivation to bring out a better you. There is no, no motivation to discover things about yourself that you never knew were within you. Praise God. Number three. The Holy Spirit gives you the advantage, so use that advantage. John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So it is to your advantage that Jesus Christ was, I mean, sent someone called a helper. Amen. Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because what was going to happen when I go away? I'm going to send a helper to you. And so the helper is an advantage that God has given every believer. So if you have an advantage in life, make use of your advantage. Make use of your advantage. The Holy Spirit has been given as a helper. A helper is someone that, I mean, as sim, as sim, is, I mean, it's a very simple word. Someone that has been given, you know, to us to help us. And there's no limit to what the helper can help you do. He's simply called a helper in all circumstances of life. In all issues of life. 
a helper is made available to you. But many times we're walking around, you know, without additional help. Whereas that help has been made available to, to us. So there are responsibilities that God has given to us in life. There are responsibilities that we need to take upon ourselves in life. There are natural strengths, there are natural abilities that God has given to everyone. And God expects us at all times to maximize those abilities, to maximize those strengths, to maximize all the resources that he has given unto us. In Matthew 25, Jesus Christ told the parable of of the, of the talents, where he gave, um, you know, three, I mean, the man gave three people talents. He gave one, ten, five, and one. And we know the story. The man that got, you know, received just one talent, you know, he gave himself, he took, I mean, the excuse that he gave himself was that, oh, his boss was hard, his boss was, you know, was not straightforward, and therefore, you know, he didn't deserve any return that he could have gotten on that seed. But if you compare what happened with the other two that used the talents, I mean, they were given more. Because they have, were able to prove themselves that, you know, they can, they, can, they, they, can, they can reproduce at this level. And so more responsibility was given unto them. More commitment was placed, was, was placed into their hands. Amen. But the man with the one talent, you know, basically he despised what he was given. He thought, you know, it, made, it, you know, it, it, it was of no importance and he just went and he hid it without doing anything to, with it. So there are things that God has given us that, I mean, naturally speaking, you might want to despise. You might, be, you might be tempted to despise. But in harnessing all those resources, in harnessing all those abilities, that's how we get to maximize ourselves. The man that was given 10 talents, if he did not use the 10 talents that he had, he wouldn't have known that he had the capacity to do more. The man that had one talent, the only thing that was required of him was that he should reproduce that talent. But he refused to do anything with it. And what happened? The one that he had was taken away from him. So to every single one of us, there are resources that God has made available to us. There are strengths each of us have. Like the Bible says, you know, God has placed each man in the body as he deems fit. And if you look at your physical body, every single part of the body has a part to play. There is no idle member of the body. And so you are an individual that God has given as a seed into, the, into this world. What do you have in your life today? What do you have around you today? As you begin to harness those things, then you realize that I can do more. That's how you grow. That's how you develop. By taking on greater and greater challenges. Glory to God. So it's not a matter of, matter of what you have in that sense, but what you do with what you have. What have you done with what you have, with the little that you have now? Amen. That song says, you know, this little light of mine, I am, I'm going to make it shine. Whether big light, whether little light, light has the capacity to shine. Are you making your little light shine? You know, some plants are created, you know, they won't grow beyond the shrub level. Some plants will grow up to be massive trees in this world. But that's what, that, that doesn't mean that a shrub is not being fully maximized. 
That's the, that's the DNA of the shrub. And when that shrub, you know, takes its place and begins to blossom, then it's being fully maximized. Amen. But if the shrub says, oh, I want to be like this, you know, tree, and, you know, you don't, it doesn't take the time to, to feed at its level and all that, it will just die off. It will just die off. 1 Corinthians 1.20, you know, Paul was saying, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Amen. So you might think, Look, be tempted to look down on yourself. Amen. And men around you might be tempted to look down on you. But God is saying that, you know, many times I choose the things that men look down on. I choose the things that men tend to belittle and I'd make them mighty in this world. Amen. So what is important is what God has given to you and what you're doing with what God has, has given to you. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what happens is that he multiplies your results level and he removes limitations from your life. The Holy Spirit is not meant to take over what God expects you to do. The Holy Spirit is not meant to take over your personal responsibility. But like the Bible says, the Holy Spirit takes hold together with you against your infirmities, against your weaknesses, against your limitations, and helps you to live a maximized life. So if you are a bread maker, for instance, the Holy Spirit can give you recipes that you didn't know before, but you are still baking bread. If you are a fashion designer, the Holy Spirit can give you designs that you never knew, that this world had never known. But you are still doing the basic things in what God has called you to do. Glory to God. If you are a student, the Holy Spirit can help you in your academics. But the Holy Spirit does not read for you. How many people have the Holy Spirit read for? Or how many of us, you know, I mean, everyone, most of us were students at, you know, some point or the other. You didn't attend classes, you didn't attend lectures, no assignments, you showed up in the exam hall, your hands were folded, and then the Holy Spirit was helped. It's my helper, he was writing, writing, answering your exam questions for you. Maybe there's someone like that too. <laughs> Amen. Or how many of you, you know, you didn't attend lectures and you slept, and then the Holy Spirit just downloaded all the questions that were going to come out in the exam? I mean, sometimes we hear of supernatural manifestations, but how many of us have experienced that before? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody? You have experienced that before. Okay. One out of maybe how many hundred, okay, 200 people that are here. Now, the point I'm making is that there are supernatural manifestations that will come about based on our work with the Holy Spirit. But there are general ways in which the Holy Spirit operates every single day. 
Now, how many of us, you know, you were preparing for your exam and you had the leading in your heart, you know, to study more along this topic, this area, and you went to the exam hall and that aspect of the exam that you have read came out. <laughs> That's, that sounds more like it. But you read. <laughs> That's the point I'm making. So the Holy Spirit is not going to, you're not going to say, oh, because the Holy Spirit is my helper. You know, I'm not going to read. You know, there are still natural things that God expects you to do. But stood out amongst his colleagues. Daniel 1.4. It says that the king was looking for young men in whom there was no blemish, good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the childrens. When the king was looking for men, he was not necessarily looking for men that could speak in tongues. He was not looking for men that were born again. He was looking for men that had skill. He was looking for men that had potential that could be harnessed. And so if Daniel had not lived his life, you know, making himself better, seeking knowledge, seeking wisdom, he wouldn't have found himself in a position where he was selected. But then, you know, reading the, the, the other chapters in Daniel, we then began to see his secrets, that he was a man that was subject to God. He was a man, you know, that understood that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a son of God and I live by God's principles. I'm not going to defile myself by any standards that the king wants to impose on me. Even when I'm told that I should not pray, I know that the place of prayer is my place of power. So he prayed hard. He even prayed more when he was told not to pray. Because he knew that it was a place of prayer that made a difference in him and the natural results that he was experiencing. So there is a place for the natural and there's a place for the supernatural. And maximizing, making use of our advantage, you know, it implies that we as believers, we must learn, you know, to explore the natural. We must be good at whatever God has placed in your hands. You must be good at harnessing the natural. And you must be good at harnessing the supernatural. The help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why the things that stood Daniel out. When Jesus was coming to this world, the Bible makes us understand that, you know, Jesus Christ left his glory in heaven and he came as a man. As young as he was at the age of 12, the Bible says that he was already discussing, you know, with, with, the, with, with the great teachers of his time. And they were wondering where on earth this little boy got all this wisdom and knowledge from. Amen. He was already maximizing himself at the level that he was. Glory to God. And when the Holy Spirit eventually came upon him, then a new version of Jesus was launched. That version of Jesus could not have been possible without the Holy Spirit. But even without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he was maximizing himself where he was. And fast forward to when he was age 30, when the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came upon him. Then people saw him in a completely different light. Amen. He had taken years and years of preparing. And like they say, when, 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 when preparation meets expect opportunity, thank you. <laughs> Success is inevitable. Manifestation is inevitable. And that's what happened in the life of Jesus. Praise God. 
So what are the things that the Holy Spirit will do in our lives? You know, many times we need to, to, to keep, you know, being aware of the place that the Holy Spirit has in our lives. He made such a difference in the life of Jesus. And that same difference he can make in our lives. A new version of Jesus was launched when, you know, he came in contact with the Holy Spirit and in living and abiding with the Holy Spirit and a new version of ourselves can be launched when we learn to maximize the advantage of the Holy Spirit that God has made available to us. The Holy Spirit is your helper, John 14, 16. Jesus says, I will, said in, I, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So you have a helper that abides with you forever. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never despise you. He is an ever-present help in time of need, in time of trouble. And what do you do to take advantage of his help? It's just to ask. It's just to ask. It's just to ask. And so every day you must learn to ask, Holy Spirit, you are my helper. We go through things in life, we go through challenges in life, and the help of the Holy Spirit is available for every aspect of your life. But you must learn to ask. The Bible says, ask and you will receive. So you take hold of his help by asking him continually. Asking him continually. You ask him today for his help. Tomorrow you ask him for his help. Next month you ask him for his help. Next year you ask him for his help. Because you need that help every day to give you the advantage you need in this life. To help you to live a maximized life. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. There are many things we don't know about our lives, about our world, because we live in a, I mean, we have minds that are limited. But God has given us an advantage in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will show us things that are to come. So there are times that you need to know what is ahead of you. And you can only take advantage of that when you are consciously, when you consciously make room for the Holy Spirit in your life. When you consciously understand that I may not know it all. But there is someone that dwells within me. There's someone that has been given to me that knows it all. And everything that I need to know, he will show it to me. I don't know the future, but he knows the future. And what's the point of knowing the future if the Holy Spirit cannot lead us into that future or show us how to get into that future? That's what he's there for. But you need to consciously make room for him and let him show you the things that are to come in your life, the things that you need to prepare for, the things that you need to take advantage of. The Holy Spirit will never leave you, so you are never alone. John 14, 17. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So he is ever present in the day, in the night. 
And so what do you do? You need to increase your consciousness and awareness of him. You need to increase your consciousness and awareness of him. And it's something you do moment by moment. It's something you do day by day. You know, many times it's very easy for us to get swallowed up, you know, in our, in our, in our, in our daily routine, in our daily lifestyle. That you forget that there's someone that lives in me that has been given to me as my advantage. But when you consciously make up your mind that, oh, I'm going to become more aware of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lean more on him. I'm going to yield myself more to him. I'm going to surrender myself more to him. I'm going to open myself more to him so that he can give me his words of wisdom. So that he can give me his words of counsel. So that he can give me, show me the things that I need to know. That will ultimately ensure that I live a maximized life. 1 Corinthians 2.12 Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So God had, the Bible says that what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of, of, he, of, of, of that man. God has given us things freely and he's saying that his spirit, you know, will reveal those things to us. You know, there are advantages that God has given us in his word. There are benefits that God has given to us in his word. And as we open up ourselves to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit reveals those things to us. The Holy Spirit shows us the inheritance that God has made available to us. The Holy Spirit shows us the gifts that God has given to us freely. And these are the things that help us to live a maximized life. These are the things that help us to live the life, best life that we could possibly have, have live. These are the things that help us to bring out the best in us. The best version of ourselves that could possibly be. It's in walking with the Holy Spirit on a day-by-day basis. Hallelujah. So, and so if you are born again, the foundation for a maximized life is already in you. The foundation for a maximized life is already in you. And all you need to do is to stir it up. All you need to do is to stir it up. I want to read Ephesians 5 in closing. Ephesians 5, verse 14. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. Many of us have been sleeping to the fact, asleep to the fact that there is help in the person of the Holy Spirit. There is an advantage that God has given us that we haven't been fully maximizing to help us to live the best of our lives. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another, in the fear of God. 
Glory to God. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. God's will is that you take advantage of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been on this earth since the day of Pentecost. He's no longer in heaven. He is here on earth to be a helper, to be a strengthener, to be a comforter. To be our counselor, to be everything to us. And God's will for you is that you take advantage of the Holy Spirit and live a maximized life. Amen. Is that you give the Holy Spirit the place that he deserves in your life. Is that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Many of us were satisfied with just taking sips of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, if you sit down and ask yourself, okay, what have I been filling myself with on a daily basis? If not the Holy Spirit. And just take, um, take account of your life. Go through, I mean, your day-to-day -day life. What have I been filling myself with? Have I been taking time to fill myself with the Holy Spirit? Have I been taking time to fill myself with the Holy Spirit? Because if you don't take time to get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not have a maximized expression through you. The Holy Spirit will not have maximized expression. You won't get the results that God expects you to get in life. And that's why the Bible says, be being filled. Be being filled every moment, filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Giving thanks to God at all times. Thanking God for the help of the Holy Spirit. Thanking God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thanking, giving the whole, asking the Holy Spirit to come take his place in your life. Being filled on a daily basis. And when we live in that kind of atmosphere, we can maximize everything that God has given to us. The natural results that we have been experiencing, the Holy Spirit will come breathe upon you, will come live in you, will come dwell upon you, and will multiply your results. Amen. The Holy Spirit will come strengthen you, things that you didn't believe you could do. You realize that by the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do these things. Amen. The Bible says that by my God, I can run through, through a troop. I will leap over a wall. With the help of the Holy Spirit, when you learn to draw on his strength, because he begins to expand you. He begins to show you the things that God has prepared for you. You might think that you have all that now, but by the time, you know, the Holy Spirit begins to stir up desires in your heart that, no, there is more to you than, than, than meets the eye. There is more to you that God has deposited within you. The Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So you might look at yourself as ordinary, but when you allow the Holy Spirit to breathe up, Upon you, he begins to draw out those deep-seated things that God has given that you might maximize your life. That the world might be impacted through you. Glory to God. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.